Good evening, everybody. It's uh, Monday, July 25th, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of Jake and Mr. Skullhead. Jake, however, is doing his thing in San Diego, so uh, I will be hosting show solo, meaning without him, from uh, the home office in Minneapolis, or the satellite office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, along with my lovely wife, intermittently, in between videos. Listening to videos about me. And... How should we call him? The video director uh, of notes, uh, feature film director in process, video effects wizard. Uh, uh, screen credit? Yes, so you may have seen his name at the end of Transformers 3. Uh, you, you may have. <laughs> if you weren't looking for it. Yeah, if it you didn't may just blow by really quick. Right. Uh, anyway, Adam J. Dunn. Hello. It's nice to be back. Adam is a, uh, a rare species called... Uh, Homo bro nerdus, big time. So uh, his his bro portions and his nerd portions and his homo portions are in constant, constant battle. I'm gonna get that mic a little further away from my mouse. That's not too bad. Get some sweet interactive yeah. click sounds. It's good. It'll just make you feel like you're uh, like you're really in the moment. You know me, I love being in the moment, like literally inside of it. What's that moment? You want me inside you? And I just stay inside the moment until it calls the police. <laughs> <laughs> or would you say you were stuck in a moment that you can't get out of? Well, I mean, I, it's not that I you know, couldn't get out of, like, I just did not want to. Can't or won't, Bono. <laughs> can't or won't. Exactly. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, so, you know, we'll, we'll take some questions if you want to hit us up at ASYM, A-S-Y-M. For tweets, uh, I'll keep an eye on the radio bugbear PMs, uh, stuff that's asking stuff about the game. Uh, as per usual, when Zach is not on, I won't be doing a great job of answering. But we got plenty, plenty of things to, to talk about. We just got back from the Comic Con. That was excitement. I did not get to go. Yeah. I'm sad. Even though you were there for seven months leading up to Comic Con. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just did not work out for me. I wanted to be there, but unfortunately, it couldn't. You, you finished the movie too early. Yeah, it's stupid. Next year, next year you'll be all up in Comic Con. I feel. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, I mean, hopefully there'll be some projects of note to actually talk about there. So maybe there'll be a reason for me to be there other than just kind of hanging out hmm. in the halls and trying to see all sorts of cool people in costume. Well, there, there's precious little reason for us to be there. <laughs> Just to have people come by and see us. There are people who come by every year and grab a Choose Your Own Adventure book and are always surprised when we remind them every year that it's a game, too. Like, oh, man, I love this site. I gotta come here to your booth every year. I get this book every year. I'm like, sweet, how do you like the game? Game? <laughs> like, all right. There's well, a game that comes with this? At least we're entertaining. You're like, remember that URL you saw every time you died in our book? And then there's like, no, I don't, I don't recall that ever coming up. URL? Yes, we're a game on the internet. Inter what? Now you're just fucking with me. <laughs> fucking with whom? <laughs> Thank you for saying whom. That conversation seems like it would go on for a really long time. Yeah, is there somebody who's determined to ask incredulous questions at the end of everything? Is it not the guy you want us to sit and talk to? But we did have a lot of cool people come by the booth. We uh, saw a lot of good friends and old faces. Uh, good friends with old faces. <laughs> Some friends whose faces were looking still pretty fresh, I feel. It's sad, like, to think only a couple of years ago we had, like, Will Wheaton and Felicia Day just, like, swinging by the booth. 
Yeah, go just wander the floor. Just wander. Now they just can't. So it's yeah. kind of sad. So we can't say like famous people came by our booth. They're like minorly famous people because they cannot walk around Comic Con anymore. I guess Chris Moore, Christopher Moore, was walking the floor. We didn't see him. Walking the floor with Moore. Yeah, pretty, pretty sweet show. He knows this room. He's walked this floor. He used to live alone before he knew you. But uh, he, uh, so he had come by the booth a couple of years ago and got attacked by one of the people in our booth who shall remain nameless. And so, while we were all trying to go, we really appreciate your work. Keep doing your your stuff. It's hilarious. Love that one book. She was going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Do you want to? Do you want to? Can we give you stuff? Do you want some stuff? Can you touch my boobies? Can I? I, I, I like just stop with the pelvic thrusting on the leg. So that may be why Christopher Moore didn't come back around. I was hoping that Adrian Curry would come over. Figured yeah, she's, she's so like she had she didn't have. She's not as uh, like her Twitter stream is not as dense as some. So I figured that maybe she would actually see an at or a plus on Google. It's like booth fourteen thirty one. We'll give you a T-shirt. Be nice to see you. We did see her out on the floor dressed as uh, late Fifth Element Lilu Dallas. That like was pretty the cool. gold, the gold pants and the the orange. Like rubber thing. Her costume was like serious, like replica quality. Though like, nice. I would have thought she just borrowed it from the film. And but she makes she, them herself. And I and, and I totally got to get a hot picture with her. It's a hot, blurry picture, but it's a hot picture. Well, I mean, the picture is so hot that it's emitting it heat distortion. It just That's the problem. It's, it's just dark as fuck in the conven- in the convention hall. Your eyes adjust and you don't think about it until you take a picture and it's just all shaky and blurry. <laughs> Weird. Ah, the light. Let me see. We, uh... I don't know. I, I saw people at a distance. I saw Michael Dorn hanging out. I was like, dude, that's Worf. Right over there. That's Worf. Lou Ferrigno. Every year, just walked by like, good to see that dude. <laughs> if I would have saw Michael Dorn, I'd be like, wow, it's the president from that one episode of Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, I still think it would be really funny to go to one of those signings where uh, LeVar Burton is charging 30 bucks for his autograph. And pay the $30 and just pretend you've never heard of Next Generation. And just like, I don't remember the scene from Reading Rainbow at all where you're wearing these fucked up glasses. Like, Was that like a space episode of Reading Rainbow? Was that in Roots? Or <laughs> just like intimately familiar with the rest of his catalog, but <laughs> just completely absent on the longest run of his some, career. Do some kind of space show or something? Or like when he references it as like Star Trek Next Generation, you'd be like, oh... Will Wheaton's Adventures in Space, that show. I remember that. I'm just like, that show was fantastic. Wheaton was, was great. You were on that? Like, two episodes? Or, like, were you, was it a limited run? <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you guessed it on that Wheaton series, right? <laughs> yeah, you were on there for, like, an episode, right? Let's go to Felicia Day. And, like, yeah, I loved you in Dr. Horrible. And, you know, there's some bitch that looks just like you that was on Buffy, only her hair was all fucked up. Yeah, and, like, that same girl must have been in, like, two episodes of Firefly. Or not Firefly, but, uh, Dollhouse before they canceled it. Are you that girl with the big tits from Firefly? <laughs> so who are you thinking of? Uh, Nathan Fillion. Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> nice tits on Fillion. Well, I mean, when he's up on top of the car, it's, uh, with a Captain Hammer. Or yeah. It's just letting him fly out in the breeze. Didn't go see any panels. Because these days, you, the way you go see a panel is if there's a panel you want to see at noon that anybody that is of any interest to you, it will also be of interest to enough people to fill the hall. Even if it's not, the panel that's three panels later will be of enough interest to somebody to fill the hall. 
So you go at the beginning of the day, and you wait in a big-ass long line, and maybe you get in that hall, and you sit. You know, you sit through the Twilight panel and the, you know, African Socks panel. And the African Socks panel was actually really interesting. <laughs> I actually heard but, that it was, like, the biggest, like, reveals of Comic-Con came from the African Socks panel. There were some surprises for the African Socks. They, uh... Yeah, and you, so you you would have to sit through a whole bunch of panels just to get to the one that you want to see, and, and none of it is worth it. There's like, I can't think of a single thing that I would want to see that bad than to sit. You know, like, if they finally made my concept script for Scarlett Johansson and Penelope Cruz make out for an hour and a half, then maybe. If they had footage. I'm not settling for a fucking teaser trailer. Well, I mean, I'm still tentatively attached to direct that project <laughs> right. if we ever get it off the ground. Attached so. by your fingernails, like get <laughs> yes. fucking, I will do it. I literally just walk around with a copy of the script, which is all all four pages of descriptive, yeah. like making out listed there. It's mostly just hello, I'm Scarlett Johansson. Hola, me amo Penelope Cruz, and then just a, a bullet points, really. Yeah. Breasts squeezed. It doesn't matter in what order they're they're done because we can edit it together in post. Yeah, just like this is, is this a is this a movie? Well, it's actually a pamphlet, is what it is, <laughs> but. You know, it's a religious tract, I feel. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it there. I think we'll have to... Uh, it's going to have to be revised eventually. Like, Penelope Cruz is going to age out of that. Although Salma Hayek has not no. aged out of hotness. Well, we could, you know, if we really wanted to get saucy, we could throw in, like, Mila Kunis in there. Hmm. I mean, that, you know, that's something I would be I, I'd totally be okay with that. with that. That was the best part of Black Swan. Like the director's cut of Black Swan. It's just, <laughs> like, it's just... It actually is just a title card that says, Shit About Ballet... And then lesbian sex for an hour and a half, and then like check it out. She totally fucking oh my god! Spoiler. <laughs> you know, like the weird thing about Black Swan for me is like when the wrestler first started. That's the Black Swan started as part of the wrestler. Did he know that? No. Like it literally started as one like Darren Aronofsky five-hour super movie, <laughs> and the studio was like, these two things have nothing to do with each other. They're a really similar <laughs> arc, though, yeah. right? I haven't seen The Wrestler, but I yeah, understand it. Yeah, they're very similar progressions, and I think that's what, you know, Aronofsky had, like, literally, was what's going to tie them together, was have those two stories, like, go back and forth. But the studio was just like, how about we just get two movies, because we know your fans will go see anything you do. Right. You know? And while you're at it, how about we just don't make RoboCop anymore? Which was, you know, kind of a knife in the heart for me, because I... That was a shame. And I, his, I would have killed to see his Wolverine. Yeah. But that was, you know, he stepped out of Wolverine on his own doing, though, because he, he didn't want to spend a year in Japan, which is what they said it was going to take to make the movie. Which is kind of odd, because if Avengers isn't going to take a year to shoot that, right. I, have, I have my doubts about Wolverine fighting the Silver Samurai across Japan taking a year to shoot. <laughs> Well, the, the fight takes a year to finish, and they're shooting in real time. <laughs> it's one continuous take. Oh, well then, I mean, everyone's going to shit all over it then, because the, yeah. the edits will be horrible. It'll Actually, be that's that's Paul Anderson's Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, one take. Well, uh, Alfonso Cuaron is going to be his DP. <laughs> just the long take club. <laughs> Did they edit this movie? Oh, uh, well, no. Apparently, uh, so apparently people are upset that Captain America is, is slowly paced. Yeah, they, uh, people are real upset that the edits go on for, for a longer period of time than their average one second to half second right. cuts that movies, or at least action films, have now. What's going on? This is so slow. I don't get it. And, get it. you know, like, the funny thing is, is, like, Captain America is, is it's generally well-received, and it's kind of funny, you'll see these praises from, like, Neil Miller of, like, Film School Rejects says that, 
Whereas The Dark Knight is kind of like a gritty crime drama and not really a superhero movie, so to speak. It's like heat with tights. This is like the blueprint for a perfect superhero movie. Mm. And then you'll get people who are like, it's edited poorly. I can't believe it's paced like this. And it's like, well, they set out, like Joe Johnson and the crew literally said they set out to make a movie from the 40s, paced and edited like a movie from the 40s, and people are upset with them because the cuts are like five seconds long. Yeah, it's... Having heard the comparison that it's like The Rocketeer, I was like, I'm on board for that yeah, immediately. The Rocketeer was fucking cool. It's got it's got all that kind of like... And it's, it's, I think Captain America's really nice because Steve Rogers is, is, you know, as a character, is different than, than most of Marvel's heroes. He's a guy who's doing the right thing because it's the right thing to yeah, do. He's a total square. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's, kind of yeah. lacking in edge. Yeah, that's like his total thing is that it's, you know, he's... It's the right thing for him to do, and that's and that's really actually kind of refreshing to not to have like a hero who's actually just a flat out hero, whereas yeah. you know Stark is like the womanizer who becomes like the like the shitbag who discovers his conscience. Wolverine's like a bad guy, but who's a good guy? Like all sorts of like everyone has their little edge, and Steve Rogers doesn't, so it's kind of nice. Yeah. You're like we have Adam Every- Dunn in tonight. I, I missed the. They're going. I missed the intro. Who's yeah. that other dude? And like, is Adam Dunn like, the baseball player? Yes. It's Adam J. Dunn. It is. Yeah. I'm gonna link it to your IMDb because you have one. Yeah, that's that's totally cool. It's funny because like the la- like I was on here. It's like my third or fourth time on here, and every time like in the forums when they do the write up, there's literally like three comments down. They're like, like the baseball guy. <laughs> like, yep, yep. I'm also the baseball guy. Yeah, the baseball guy. Well, you uh, you stepped up, man, from stereoscopic compositor to compositor. I know it's uh, it's kind of funny that they just they listed me as just a regular compositor for Transformers because I did do some I did do some two D work. If you saw Transformers and you saw a sound wave firing his gun, part of that laser flying out of his gun is my work. You know, and there's all sorts of other there's some that are I will, you shouldn't be proud of working on like Priest and Green Lantern. <laughs> just on a visual effects side, whether or not you like the story in Green Lantern is is up for debate as much as Captain America, apparently. But VFX, everything looked kind of jello and I don't think some of the people did a very good job. <laughs> I enjoyed Green Lantern and was... <coughs> Sorry. But I would agree if... It's all the meth. Yeah. And I'm smoking. Yeah, my wife is reading about what happens when you smoke meth. And Apparently it, it's very important to be a secondary English teacher. The surprising thing is all of the things that happen when you smoke meth are good. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I, I had expected there to be some downsides, and there just aren't. Well, the weird part, you know, like, you get superhuman strength, but you also can see through every material ever known. Yeah. There's, like a neg- there's, you know, there's not a negative to it at all. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chad says, so he played baseball, <laughs> then became an animator. <laughs> yeah. To which I can say, yes, he actually was a terrible baseball player, but he was so good at visual effects <laughs> yeah. that everyone thought he was great. He was like, hold on. Yes, yeah. I totally hit the ball. But yeah, for the most part, you know, visual effects is, you know, I do that, and then I'll give myself a shameless plug. There's also my website where I have all the stuff I direct, which is what I do quite a bit of. And so if you want to look at that, I, you know, I'll love you forever. So that's, that's... Yeah, All I can offer you. You're going to want to... It's adamjdunn.com... Or cargocollective.com. Uh, if you go to adamjdunn.com, it'll take you right to it. Okay. All these, like... Oh. Our kid is screaming for no reason. 
Alright, well, I guess I'll stop watching a video on meth and go take care of my baby. Uh, I think you're gonna want to start, uh, if you're getting into Mr. Dunsworth, with Walk Through the Wall, because that one's awesome. I don't know which which of the, the uh, whether Walk Through the Wall, Chrysler 300, or, uh, the, where's the feather lighter? Anything that says Laszlo Supreme or Toussaint Morrison on it, you're guaranteed to enjoy. You start with Skull Meadows, that's fairly... Yeah, Skull Meadows is fun. It's a light commitment of time. Yeah, you know, this is a quick little motion graphic, you know, just a little bit of fun. Uh, by motion comic, we're talking about the new, relatively new phenomenon of taking the characters and, like, shaking them back and forth a little bit, right? Yeah, like, kind of like if you, uh, if you have Netflix or the internet, which I'm assuming everyone here does, obviously, <laughs> um, like the Iron Man Extremist stuff, or, like, the way they did the new Black Panther stuff, uh, we're gonna do it, you know, very faithful to the source material mm -hmm. and, and make a, a motion comic out of it. There'll be, you know, the the effects of like, you know, uh, if you saw the panel that's on the Kickstarter page where like the pasta mancer is firing the noodles out at the saber tooth lime. We'll probably have the saber tooth lime roaring his mouth open with, you know, spit flying out and the noodles actually appearing and flying out. So, you know, taking the comic book experience and moving it just a one or two steps further to motion. So it'll be almost a cartoon, but not quite. Because yeah, in order to make it a, a full-on cartoon, we would have to go back to original assets and draw it more, more drawings, or, or end up with something that looks a little like Adult Swim's stuff, where everything's just like mutated instead of redrawn. So yeah, kind of grab a line and just bend it, and that looks good for a couple of frames. But I didn't do that. I mean, shoot. I mean, if this funding keeps. This has been incredible. If the funding keeps going, we might just have to, you know, might just have to commit to doing issue two as well. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, so what we're, we're talking about, um, on Friday night, I put up a Kickstarter project. Here's a link to it. That, uh, so I wrote this comic script about two years ago as the start of an, a six-issue run, and it was intended as a pitch for Dark Horse comics. And I sent it to Dark Horse, they kind of didn't get back to me at all, and then our contacted Dark Horse left Dark Horse, so that was kind of dead in the water. And to pitch it to anybody else, it would require five pages of illustrated script to send around. So I got myself an artist, and he got to working, and then he imploded, not physically, but uh, professionally, and quit. And heartbroken, I posted on uh, Google Buzz, back before plus, you kitties and just asked if anybody I knew knew an artist. And it turned out that uh, one of my friends knew this guy named Doug Kalberg, who turned out to be a, kind of an incredible artist. And he accepted our proposal to do the first five pages. And then at Max FunCon, while I was surrounded by all these creative people having their projects getting made, I uh, said, you know what, let's just put up a Kickstarter for what it would cost to like pay him to finish it and print the whole thing and maybe we can get close to that, and if we don't, we'll at least know what the demand is for it. So, uh, Friday night, I did put the Kickstarter up, and in like three hours, it was at a couple of thousand dollars, and I went to sleep that night after a like incredible set from MC Front a lot, and uh, oh, and Megaran, Megaran tore it the fuck up, <clears throat> and woke up with it um, fully funded. So we have issue number one's coming out as soon as Doug can finish drawing it. 
and we are now closing in on being 400% funded. Um, we can always use additional pledges because anybody who pledges still gets their stuff. You can get uh, anything from just a copy of the issue to a copy of the issue with an extra comic that you get to decide what the subject matter is, plus a picture, uh, like a caricature of you in the book and an anagram of your name hidden in the book, my adorable kid thanking you. Um, you can get in a list of supporters. You can get a your pre-order of issue two locked down with a pledge. Uh, you can get sketches and um, original shit and just all kinds of stuff that it will not be possible to get anywhere else. So don't mind the fact that we're super funded for issue one. We have six issues to go. And if you feel like jumping in there and making a pledge, you can certainly do so. The short link for the radio is kck.st slash OO uh, lowercase OO uppercase ML9C or you can just go to kickstarter.com and search for Kingdom of Loathing and I'm pretty sure that'll bring it up so then that's happening when we hit 200% funding Mr. Dunn said that he would do a motion graphic or uh, motion comic <coughs> for the thing was it uh, 300 or 200% <coughs> So yesterday we were over 200% funded. Today. Today we had 300%. Um, it was just yeah. funny how that whole thing like worked out with us though. Like I called you at Comic Con because like I was sitting there playing like the fun refresh to see how much how cool it could be. Yeah. And I remember our initial conversation like, well, you know, don't get excited. It could. It's probably gonna taper off, and this is incredible. And I'm like, I bet you get 200%. Tonight, <laughs> like, like what? And, and the bet is, if I'm right, I'll do a motion comic for you. <laughs> so like, oh like, damn! So I lost like, that bet. So it was like a bet that you were like, I'm taking, I'm getting in on this, and I'm, I won. And you know me, since I'm, you know, part bro, winning is very important, regardless yeah. of what the stakes are. Since you're Charlie Sheen, winning. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, this is a, this is a, a thing. I'm just looking at how many people, how many sketches Doug gets to do. <laughs> like, yeah. 77, 83, 84, 89 sketches. <laughs> Sorry, you know, like, Doug. The really cool thing about this is, is like, and it's what I've, you know, I've remarked many times over, is that I think your guys' community is just so badass. Like, how into it everyone who's in this community is. And I'm just, I've been just flat out impressed by it every step of the way from... Like, the first time you told me, like, yeah, it's a free game, and people just donate to it, and I'm like, they do <laughs> Why what do they now? do that again? <laughs> I'm like, they do what now? So, like, I just, I've been completely impressed by how cool your community is. They, uh, they kicked out the jams. What I really thought on this was that we would be hustling to get it fully funded. Then I thought we would get it funded, but we would just barely. Um, Zach... Jake suspected that the global demand for the book would be around 500 copies. And we've already got more than 500 people in our first three days who have pledged and who would like to see it. So uh, our mission, if you, if you have pledged or if you don't intend to pledge, just spread that link as wide as you can. I'm, I believe that there are people who are going to want to see this who are going to have a hard time hearing about it unless you tell them. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. But yeah, I'm I'm super humbled that people 
based on that one picture and the fact that I'm writing it. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be anything but awesome because Scully's an awesome writer. And it's like, wow. <laughs> thank, thank you. Well, I mean, I've, you know, is it safe for me to say that I've read the script for, for one? Because I've already said it now. <clears throat> yeah, it's safe. Yeah. It's <laughs> just waiting for, like, green slime to fall from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, you can't do that on radio. And so I, I know it's going to be rad. I know that for sure. So, because I got to read it. Yep. So, and I'm a professional baseball player. So, or was. You can take my word as a <laughs> professional baseball as a player. a major league baseball player, I'll Ooh, tell you. Bamboozled people in my effects prodigy. <laughs> since, since I know baseball, I know comic books. They're closely related. Speaking of comic books, though, it looks like the X-Men are splitting starting, like, next month. And they're going to be, like, Wolverine and Cyclops leading separate teams because apparently they're, they're like, bromance is over now. They can't, o they could never overcome their differences. So now they hate each other just so much that this whole thing is going to be hmm. separated out. So that's kind of kind of crazy for all the comic book nerds out there. How do you feel about the DC stuff? You know, I'm actually I'm kind of for it. I think it's mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's time for DC to have a complete fresh revamp. I know yeah. there's a lot of people out there who who don't think so. And for me, I'm I'm a Marvel guy, and I know that for a lot of people that's gonna be like ugh. He's a Marvel guy. And then to that, I'm just like, you hipsters get off your goddamn fixed gear bicycles and kiss my ass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing is, is, you know, like DC has become that like convoluted universe where like, unless you read all the sub stories and back and blah, 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 right. you weren't involved. And like, other than the brightest day and blackest night thing that they did last, like year or year or two ago with the Green Lanterns, I haven't given a shit about anyone in the DC universe. No, but are you going to tell me as a Marvel guy that you think DC's universe is more convoluted? Well, the whole thing, I guess, it really depends because Marvel does have all of its universes, but right. they don't seem to like the way DC's though. Like they tend to bleed over into each other all the time. Yeah. Where it's like this is. But the, like the all the iterations of. Like, when you start talking about just the history of any single character in the X-Men, yeah. you get to, like, and then they were on this team and this team, then their outfit completely changed, their powers oh, got yeah. swapped. I guess there are fewer iconic characters that Marvel just won't fuck with. So people characters get refreshed a lot. Like, yeah. you're never going to see Batman get, like, struck by lightning and suddenly he's a speedster for, like, a, a whole arc. I was gonna say you're never gonna see Superman with fucking energy powers, but I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but like, they didn't pretend. They tried to pretend that that was gonna stick, but. But you know, I mean, whatever. the thing DC you knows. I'm trying to do the whole. They're kind of doing the Marvel gambit though, with, like the shakeup of the teams, they're, right? Because they're kind of doing that whole thing now, where like the teams are switching up, like, you know, Cyborg's no longer a Titan; he's a JLA member. Like yeah. he's now the Martian Manhunter of the JLA. You know, so I don't know. Um... I, I guess over the last couple of years, I guess. I mean, if you look at over the long history, like the mid-90s, my God, Marvel was so happy with, like, splintering their universe into 10,000 right. different things. But over the last couple of years, I think since Marvel's been doing these, like, big arcs where it's, like, Fear Itself or the Civil War or, you know, all those things, they tend to have been very linear in their universes, so I don't know. Hmm. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because uh, the new Titans cover that I saw looked really cool and... I think it's weird that, like, the major complaints seem to center around costuming. Yeah. Like, Superman lost his briefs. It'll be okay. Well, Superman lost his briefs, and he got, like, piping on his outfit, and that just... But, you know, we've had this discussion before. Like, nerds are going to be sent into a rage over, like, the most minute, like, things changing. And if they're buying the book, they're not going to stop. So, I, I don't know why 
anybody listens to them at all. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. The one panel that I saw from the JLA comic makes me want to, to, to check out almost all of it. It was just like, as they've rolled it back to all of the heroes are coming together for the first time. Yeah. And they put them all in the same, like, chronological time and kind of made that make sense. So you have, like, Batman running into Green Lantern in, like, an alley. Yeah. And Green Lantern going, holy shit, you're real? You like, that's cool. That's something that could not have yeah. happened in their other universe. Uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. I also, I mean, like I said, the Titans is the one that I'm looking forward to. I'm all, I'm a big... I'm a big Tim Drake fan, so like the yeah. whole the whole Red Robin being the leader of the Titans is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, the only thing I guess I'm not looking forward to is I'm a huge fan of Dick Grayson as Batman. I right. like that whole swap of Batman becoming optimistic and Robin being this like little dark brooding shit. I, I kind of mm-hmm. thought that uh, I think that was Jeff Johns is that's his yeah. book, and I thought that that first year that he did of Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne together was incredible. Then you got Grant Morrison on some of this, and Grant Morrison can write like a motherfucker. So that should be interesting. As far as costuming goes, like, they took Wonder Woman's retarded jacket off, which yeah. is nice. I mean, jacket off and Wonder Woman are things that I often think <laughs> close to each other. Well, I, th- I still think, like, you know, I think the speedsters all look relatively similar, since they're all, their redesigns look almost, you know, but then again, it's kind of hard to, like, the Flash just has a red outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? They this just, time, he's going to have a red outfit with a tiny bit of gold at the ears. <laughs> yeah, so I think Cyborg looks a whole lot cooler. Now he looks more like an adult hero and less like someone who belongs on the junior team. But, you know, Aquaman still has got that beautiful flowing hair of his. Of course. I'm kind of pissed about, I hope, because they were talking about this is the core JLA and then there are other members. I really hope Martian Manter, Manhunter's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's Because kinda, he, he's been the guy forever. Yeah, it's odd to not have him. Like he's been in every iteration of the JLA. Yeah, it's it's a little strange that they they kind of swapped him out. I don't really understand why why they do it. He never got his own book, which is a shame. He's even the like three pages that he's in uh, Sandman. It's just like this character is really interesting. The things that you could do with him, oh, the places you could take him. And they're like, nah. Yeah, um, he's kind of like Superman, but he can read minds. Yeah, exactly. And then. As a side note to this, I know you're a big fan of the DC animated pictures, for the most yes. part. I know you finally saw the one that you did not like. But uh, they are doing two new Batman ones, which all of those have been stellar. I was really impressed with Under the Red Hood. But yeah. they're doing the Batman Returns and the Long Halloween are both getting animated film versions because yep. of how well the Under the Red Hood was uh, received. So that's kind of tight. Well, fucking year one. Yeah. Based on, you know, using Miller's comic as the storyboards, they're doing year one. Yeah. With so, Eliza Dushku as Catwoman. Like, I love the stunt casting in DC Universe stuff. Like, oh, call up Felicia Day and Jim Marsters and Jewel State and Nathan Fillion. Who else do those nerds yeah. like? It's people like you up in an office. Like, who else do the fucking nerds like? <laughs> those, fuck, those fucking nerds, they love all these people. Let's get them in there. Who was that guy who was Batman that everybody loved? George Clooney. Get George Clooney in here. <laughs> Just waiting for, like, a Spider-Man that's fronted by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, wait. They did do that one on MTV back before he became cool again. Right. <laughs> now, I think it'll be interesting, and I know it's purely psychological, but just having it be issue number one with the lack of baggage that that implies is interesting yeah. to me. That, that makes me likely to start reading some of them again. 
Uh, let's see. We'll jump into the t water. Uh... Office Troll says, I know this has been asked for before, but can we get links to the last end locations entered in? It would be nice to have native... <coughs> in other words, I, yeah, I think that's something that is better to have Mafia handle. <laughs> On a related note, EQ, EQDW says, the way that experienced players want KOL to look is like a giant vomitous pile of confusing bullshit. <laughs> and it's true, like, there's a lot of stuff that people would like to have who've been playing the game forever, who'd like to have everything super automated and, and clean. And, well, clean in like a dirty way, like a link for every single thing that they want to do. And that's something that a new player is not going to be able to handle at all. I mean, part of our stuff is just making sure that the new, the older players are happy because they are the guys, by and large, who pay our salary. They're mm -hmm. our long tail who actually stick around. But it's also the... Getting new people in is something that we got to think about, too. Like, how does it play for brand new people? Got a lot of people coming up to us at the booth that said they started playing in the last, like, couple of months. That was pretty cool. That is cool. We got a lot of retwats from our Kickstarter. <laughs> I like the uh, Mr. Evil guy saying I should pledge the 5K just to troll you guys in real life. <laughs> what a fantastic reason to do it. So if they're listening, I mm. go for it. Troll away. Let me make it clear. You just get me for the 5K coming to your house. So you, so I, I imagine I'm going to get there and you're just going to tell me how much Crimbo sucked. <laughs> That's how you troll me. It's just like, God, this this special holiday optional content was so underwhelming this year and the Christmas presents you gave out sucked, bro. Like, all right. That just sounds like a kid growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Each year the gifts just aren't nearly keep as Keep in mind that, were. that when we're in real life, I can just punch you in the face, though. <laughs> There have been times that if they had, uh, like, face-punching skills over the internet, I would have paid the... I would have I would have given my support to punchpeopleinthefaceoverthe-internet.com. <laughs> and just invested in it. Yeah. Well, maybe now that they found that new, like, that new particle, maybe they can use that to somehow develop a tangible technology to strike people through the internet. So you just mail somebody this peripheral, and it's just a <laughs> box with a USB port on the back of it? And it's like, hey, plug this in for a surprise. <laughs> It's a good surprise, and then, of course, we they promise. plug it in, then they get hit, and it's like, clearly, it wasn't. You know what, I would tuck a $10 bill into the boxing glove <laughs> that's on the spring in that box. Just like, here you go. Surprise. Cockfag. Uh, <laughs> good way to end that sentence. I forget that I'm not supposed to say fag anymore. Like, nobody is allowed to say it anymore, apparently. That just makes me think of, you know, the Louis C.K. thing. Feel free to look it up on your own time, but that makes me think right. of Louis C.K. saying that. Stupid faggot deer. <laughs> Glad you're dead. <laughs> he broke his he broke his neck. I know he did. I heard it. <laughs> the uh Armac says bad boys bail bonds are actually friends of his. There are in the place where we were staying, um do you want some of this yeah, sure. smoking? Uh in the place that we were the condo that we were at, we were just surrounded by bail bond places. Like Nothing but but bail bonds and San Diego, apparently jails bonds. for <laughs> for miles around and people trapped in them who were trying to get out. There was one that had just a giant American flag on the side of the wall and God bless America like <laughs> God 
God Freddie bless. King's bail bonds. Like, God bless America for <laughs> overly harsh sentencing laws. God bless the legal system. God bless America for arresting a bunch of people who smoke weed. Uh, AJ Hunter says, why can't we say fag? Well, it's... I like to think that I'm, like, a reasonable guy and a nice guy who doesn't offend people for no reason. And it, it turns out that the list of things you can say if you're... If you get to consider yourself a good guy who doesn't offend people for no reason, keeps getting smaller. So, like, when I was a kid, you know, oh, that's gay, that's totally gay. If we had encountered a gay person, we'd be like, oh, yeah, so you're totally gay? Then that's fine. That dude over there, he's fucking gay, though, right? And we, we would bond. But apparently now... I don't even call anyone, like... Okay. I don't think you can call someone a fella anymore. Of course, I mean, I don't think anyone's done that since, like, 1951. But or a buddy. I, yeah, I don't think you can call... can't call anyone buddy anymore, because that... That, like, just implies that you you dislike them. Hey, buddy. And it's like, fuck you, dude. You know? Yeah. I don't even... It's, words are just becoming just useless. <laughs> Off limits. If you call someone a uh, a dick, that's offensive because that's... Well, it's offensive to me as, a, as someone who is a dick. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you're using my label against somebody else. You can call somebody a dick, but you can't call them a cunt. Which is a little weird, unless you're in the UK. What's weird is, like, I've been cunting up words. Yeah? Yeah. How do you do that? Like, that's cuntastic, or, like, cuntacular. Like, literally, like, the words are just having cunt smashed in. This is total cunt balls. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a little... I don't know, I've been using that, I think, unhealthily lately. Like, it's just become my go-to word. I feel like I'm gonna be at, like, a church picnic. I don't know why I'm there. This potato <laughs> salad just, is cuntlicious. Yeah, just sort of letting it, just letting it rip in front of everybody. I think there are there are only like two people currently that I employ that word to address them directly. One of them is uh, the ex-wife <laughs> of a friend of mine. <laughs> one of them is a lady who didn't cut her tree limbs that lives next to me and made it so that one of them fell and crushed the chairs that we sit in. To uh, have a fire pit, I would. My language would have been still stronger had we been sitting in the chairs at the time. But well, still. it might even it might not have been language at all. Because if it, from what I saw the picture, it probably <laughs> would have been more like. Oh, oh, ah. It's like, what does that mean? It means he has a massive head wound. <laughs> Just going to be <laughs> dead means, in a minute. It means call the fucking ambulance. Right. <laughs> Is there a healthy way to say cunt? Says AJ Hunter. Yeah, I don't know. I may you have a healthy cunt. I don't know. That cunt, that's, could, that cunt could use some orange juice and just stop smoking. <laughs> yeah. Or just like that's a that's a good looking cunt. I don't know. Hmm. May, that maybe those I don't know. That is an attractive cunt. I agree though with Louis C.K. that it's too uh, it's too blunt of a word for a vagina. Should we call it? Like yeah, that whole section of his bit on chewed up is really good. That's just a whole that whole bit's fantastic. Uh, Asim Laser Death Ray says, "Can you give a hint as to whether there will be a Bandersnatch replacement sometime this year?" I don't know about uh, replacement. We might duplicate some of the more popular features of that as the year goes. I mean, that's part of the part of the thing that we do for items of the month now is just the things that people are using to do the fastest runs and are getting really expensive in the mall. That we. We try and duplicate the functionality without duplicating the actual item because that would crash the market for the original one and apparently we can't do that. It's a free market society. 
Invisible hand. Yeah. You were fighting an invisible hand. <laughs> well, I, I always like to think that, like, Smash Brothers, the video game, is just an economics lesson. Because you get to the end and you're just fighting the inevitable. The hand, the invisible hand of the market. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how I feel about it. And now I'll get to do that in 3D with, like, Smash Brothers in 3D on my, my DS. Uh, yes. Which was funny because I used to play it a lot when it wasn't in 3D, and now I don't play it at all. Hmm. And it's funny because, you know, as a guy who worked in the 3D side of things for quite a while, I'm actually a supporter of it, but I really wish Nintendo didn't just sit on their thumb and not make anything for that particular peripheral. But, uh, I played with the 3DS for like 10 minutes at Con, and it's like, okay, that's all I needed for that. That effect is pretty cool looking, but I, I just don't like gaming on a handheld. Yeah. I See, I like playing on the, the DS, and even the 3DS, I usually turn the 3D off, except for like certain sections where I'm like, this would be really cool to see in 3D. But I don't know. I just I just don't know if it works in that particular... Especially since you got like the stylus, and you're trying to hold it at like the right angle, and you're just like... Yeah. <laughs> they're, getting me, they're getting me right in the gut, though. Because they're like, hey, guess what? A new 3D Mario game, like, Galaxy Style, a new Mario Kart, a new fucking Pilot Wings, which I've been waiting for forever. They and that is... a goddamn Wii. It is a fun... Pilot Wings for the 3DS is fun. The one that got me, though, is because this will put my age on me, is that they're like, yeah, we're making a new Kid Icarus game. Yeah, like, I'm like, that's awesome, it. that's fucking great for the Wii? And it's like, for the handheld... You motherfuckers! <laughs> it's like, sorry, we're done. What you get for the Wii is the Smurfs Dance Party, <laughs> UFC Personal Trainer, which, you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, and Cars 2. But you can yeah. play original Kid Icarus now on the Wii. Yeah. Of course. It was interesting seeing the redesign of him from, like, the original kind of squat, bulky little dude to the big, tall anime guy. What's that? I, so I checked every week since the Wii was released. I've checked the virtual console to see if they've added Pilot Wing 64. And they never did. And now they've just given up. Which is kind of foolish, because Pilot Wings is just awesome. Yeah, and Pilot Wing 64 is one of my favorite games of all time. It's the most zen experience. Like, it's just, just difficult enough to make you want to play it. But just, like, really serene and cool. The SF Warlock knows what's up. The SF Warlock. Kid Icarus was kick-ass. It was. It was very, 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 hard. very hard, though. Fucking hard. Nintendo hard. <laughs> like, um, I had, like, a modded Xbox that had a bunch of ROMs and everything on there, and I remember playing Kid Icarus, like, maybe five or six years ago, and just, like, literally, it was just too fucking hard. I remember sitting there as a kid just, like, wailing away forever. You know, this is really fucking hard. Ghosts and Goblins, man. That game yeah. is hard. <laughs> like, that was some nonsense. Yeah. Like, two hits and you're dead. Speaking of games, one of my favorite games of the year, the reboot of Mortal Kombat, right. which has just been absolutely fantastic, and they've been doing really, really well with their downloadable content by actually making it downloadable. Uh, if anyone see, has seen what Marvel vs. Capcom 3 
what they're doing with that instead of releasing the 12 characters as downloadables they're just re-releasing the game again uh, since that's kind of Capcom's deal now that's kind of whack I mean I don't even know why I expect anything different <laughs> at this point I mean Resident <laughs> Evil 4 has been released like six times across 30 consoles and <laughs> like all these different things the night but, that we played Marvel Capcom and Mortal Kombat back to back Mortal Kombat for me was the clear winner it was they are both really good games I think Mortal Kombat has grown on me to be better but uh I seriously think that their their character selection for who they're bringing to the game is just has been huge fan service because mm. they did uh, uh, Scarlet, who is kind of like a an error in the original Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat Two, mm. like if you know red and blue or purple and blue or whatever palette swapped, and then they did Rain, which is you know the purple ninja, and then they did Kenshi, who's like a popular character from one of the later Mortal Kombat's in 3D, and then to announce at San Diego Comic Con that like my personal favorite music series of, or not music series but movie series of all time uh, the villain of that is going to be a combatant is unreal to see Freddy Krueger in action yeah I mean to get really nerdy about it I can't believe it's not Robert England it's going to be the Jackie Earl Haley one oh but, really but you know what I'll, I'll take Freddy Krueger any way I can get him because Jackie Earl Haley did a good job with a relatively shitty movie right yeah, although you know he's kind of like a, a sling blade hamster <laughs> mashup. The makeup bothered me and I didn't figure out why until somebody said he kind of looks like a hamster in a hat. Like, that's why. I was not terrified by the hamster in the hat. And it was also kind of weird to see Rorschach just killing everybody. Right. Because <laughs> the voice was relatively similar to Rorschach. They should add Rorschach in. As, it's, he's a hell of a fighter. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's like just the Jackie Earl Haley <laughs> collection downloadables. I'm, I'm guessing the one from Little Children is not going to be. <laughs> yeah. Just the straight up pedophile. Like here you go. Well, you know the fun thing that was uh, with <laughs> with the the announcement of Freddy was you instantly got the nerds on the other side of the fence. Like on Friday the 13th, were like, "What the fuck, man? Where's Jason? Like, come on, dude. Like, just be happy with like the one I like iconic yeah. horror character." Like, maybe they'll do Jason later this year. Like, fuck that. I'm, this game's dead to me now. <laughs> In classic nerd fashion. So. What did I play last time? Okay. Uh, just a code and pulling up some... Uh... If you had Johnny Bones Jones, you should play that for them. Then they could get introduced to Tucson in a very lovable setting. But... Oh, you know what I have is I could just put Feather Lighter in there. Yeah, Feather Lighter's always a good one. Where's Lazlo Supreme? How do you spell Lazlo Supreme? Ah, L-A-Z-L-O. Okay, so, big question is, where is it? Or, you know, we could have them do the legwork themselves and go get the free mixtape, because he's incredibly, incredibly talented, and if you like hip-hop, and you like... He, I wouldn't say he's nerdcore, but he does make no. some very witty references to video games and comic book situations. He's extremely nerdy, though. Like, the, the Chrysler 300 video is just chock full. I mean, that, that may be as much you as him. Yeah, well, I mean, there was, he's, uh, he's one of the big fans of Scott Pilgrim, too. So, like, one of the nods was, I'm like, well, since you're going to be in this laundromat, can we put all six of the Pilgrim books next to you and have that's what you're reading at the laundromat, you know? You know, and I'll do all sorts of, you know, fun things, so. Yeah. The, have you heard Megaran at all? I have not. He's a dude based out of Phoenix who did, he started with doing pretty much standard rap under the name Random, and then he got back into his roots as like a young black nerd who was into Mega Man when nobody else was, and went to Mega Ran, 
did a whole album that was set to beats made from NES music. Then he did one called Black Materia that was Final Fantasy VII related, just the I entire can't. album. And, Isn't uh, that like the legendary, like the thing that doesn't exist in Final Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. but he is, you know. Yeah. Clearly the Black Materia. At this concert that we went to, he did a freestyle thing where he said, you know, I'm going to do some freestyle, but I'm not that great at it, so I'm going to need you to help me by handing me objects from the audience, and while you hand me, then I'll have some some material to work off of. So, you know, the, the inverse brag, he's so yeah. fucking good at this that just... Like, we handed him a, a business card for the Advice Hot Dog show that Zach does, and he goes, like couple of rhyming lines and then advice from a hot dog I don't need it I wouldn't ask questions from a hot dog I just eat it and just grabs the next thing grabs the next thing like four minutes no pauses very just very cool killing it you know what's funny is like uh like on like the like the friendship side like where you guys are really close to like front a lot like the one time I've actually met him when you and I got really drunk right at that show um, one of those that's like, you're like, you should do a video of front. You should. I'm like, yeah, we should. <laughs> like, yeah, the worst, let's the, do this. like the worst, like ever discussion between people trying to like <laughs> say why it would be a good idea to make something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just one of my more fun moments because we were, we were really drunk that that's, day. That's the one that I have the CD from Brandon Patton that's signed with him making fun of me for being drunk. Yeah. He's like, no, seriously, man, I, I love you. I also made you partake in my bro drinks that, that night. That was why. It was uh, the night that I had my uh, Red Bull and Jaeger. We'll have to try uh, Jake's girlfriend at the moment. Her name is Emily Sangmeister, and she decided that her signature drink should be a mix of sangria and Jaegermeister. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, but I'll, I'll do it. it. We're going to make this, and we're going to drink it if we can get her back in town. Nah, I say his girlfriend at the moment. I hope that she's his girlfriend yeah. for a long time and hangs out and gets married and they have nerd kids. Since I'm one of those guys, we should link in the chat the uh, Tucson's mixtape because the more people who download that, since it's free and it's incredibly good music, the better. How do we get there? Uh, TucsonMorrison.bandcamp.com I like that his label is or Urban Home Companion. Or you just put Tucson Morrison Bandcamp in the Chrome and it will take you to the freedom. Yeah, that um, that uh, that mixtape was really good. This new one, you know, since I direct all this dude's music videos, <clears throat> is gonna be even better. It's called uh, "Kid Fresh's Making Mistakes and Feeling Great." Oh, excellent! And uh, Kid Fresh is kind of an alter ego we created back when we made the Featherlighter music video, and we kind of made him up to uh, hack into my accounts and leak the video early for like a couple hours. Right. And that character kind of grew legs and. If you watch the video for uh, Chrysler 300, you'll see that Tucson's in there twice, and mm-hmm. you can very you can tell very easily who Kid Fresh is with his Hermes feet. So, but yeah, if you guys get a chance, feel free to, to download that when we send the link in to the chat. I can't. They lied to me. Oh, I can do that. Hey, talented dude. Um, let's see, I think Urge to Pee is rising, we're about halfway through. We're gonna take a, uh, 15 minute break, and we'll be back, and we'll talk some more. If you want us to talk about something in specific, um, hit me up at the Twitter's the best way at the moment, at ASM. Now that you know who we are, what we know, how little or much, and what subject matter, 
So hit us up during the break, and we'll be right back. Oh, Optimus Rhyme. Optimus Rhyme broke my heart a little bit. Like, talk about possibly one of the best MCs that I've ever heard is Wheelie Cyberman. And they put out two albums and broke up. And just, like, went back to their day jobs. Like, no! You're way too good at this to stop. Basically, that, that whole Edison paradigm of, like, those who failed... Would they have given up if they would have known that they were only a couple failures from success? Yeah. You know? It's like... I think it was like... They had a pretty solid crowd and they had played... They played two PAXs in a row. And probably could have made a living at it. I mean, hanging out with MC Frontalot this weekend showed me very clearly that that is a hard-ass profession to do. Like, he, he went and did his show... Like, tore it up on stage, got super sweaty, and and you gave 100%, and then he has to go back and sell t-shirts. And then after that, he has to, like, pack up all his shit, count all of the dollars, come home, figure out how many more t-shirts he needs to order. And it's like he has to be this amazingly athletic performer and this creative guy and the guy who does all the accounting and shit. And he makes a living at it, but he, Jesus Christ, does he work for it? You know, I appreciate your uh, jaunty rejection of societal norms, but I'm just going to go ahead and put the yeah. put the drink on the coaster. Yeah, it's like <laughs> right there, right on the counter is where I'm putting that. He's like, it's coaster adjacent. That's what you get. <laughs> it's next to it. Get off my back, hippie. Maybe if it was a better coaster, it was just coast over to where my drink was. <laughs> what about that? So I actually, that's what really kind of went through my mind. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, I should have waited till you picked it up and then just went... Phew. Yeah, that would be like, did that move? I would have just called you Tom Cruise. I don't know, did Cocktail it? moves over here. Mm-hmm. Fucking dudes. Um, I'm just kidding, Tom Cruise. Uh, so Pinchy Studios says, oh, hey, Final Lot's new album. Yeah, uh, incredibly, incredibly tight. Uh, looking at the track list that I'm about to do. Um, so let's look at, uh, let's see, Zero Day. Zero Day had a couple of tracks that I still kind of skip. I skip a little bit broad, and I skip 80085 most of the time. It's still... It was my favorite album of his, and now Solved is. And Solved is just hit after hit after hit. Frontal East is great. Nerd vs. Jock, Critical Hit, Stoop Sale, Victorian Space Prostitute, amazing. Invasion of the Not Quite Dead, awesome. Power User, excellent. Colonel Panic, unbelievable. I'll form the head. So good. By the way, one of the things that happened at, at that show with Front was he was on stage. The the guys who were the other two guys in I'll form the head were on stage with him, or opening for him, and they all took the stage at the end and did I'll form the head a cappella. Just the crowd clapping and these three guys just trading verses, just spitting ridiculous. That sounds fantastic. Ridiculous rhymes. <clears throat> We got, like, Colonel Panic is about, like, the rogue AI who takes over the defense computers and decides not to shoot off any weapons because you people are crazy. I'll form the head is three, like, Voltron-esque guys arguing about which of them gets to be the head for the, for the giant robot they're about to form. And just once is just once. I don't want to hump tonight. <laughs> ah, so many good songs. I, actually, I was going to go out on something else, but I'm going to go out on I'll form the head because, my God. That, that lived entirely up to the hype. So, uh, looks like Megaran is gonna... We're gonna add him to the con show. I have some Megaran, Frontalot. Black Carl is coming back. 
and the mini bosses. So asses, Tukan, get them. I might Says actually, Yuna. I might actually make it out there this year. Dude, really? Might make it out there with you guys. Don't fret on it, brother. Serious? Yeah, I was. Oh. I mean, I'll you know just have to give me the date so I don't schedule. You know, like as I told you earlier, I like to go ahead and go back and learn like what I do. Right. Like, like last weekend, you know, had directed a music video. This next weekend, directed a music video. The weekend after, music video, and then the weekend right. after that, two more music videos. And then my August and early September are kind of free. And then I'm gonna be directing a web series for Minneapolis TV. It's a sketch comedy show called Spider's Web with an incredibly bizarre rapper named uh, Spider Baby Raw Dog. Hmm. He's a very very weird guy. Um, you can check out all that kind of stuff at MPLS.TV if you'd like. But yeah, I, uh, I as long as I know the dates, I could probably make that if you know if that's something that would be fun for everyone. I don't know. And meanwhile, in the chat, they're like, "I should not be allowed to buy Tic Tacs because I, I eat them like candy." I saw that. I'm like, "Well, why would they even make orange flavored ones?" Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just like you're supposed to like savor them one at a time like, throughout yeah, the course of several for days. Those, for those not gonna for happen. those good folks who want their breath to smell like oranges all day long, for me, it's like. Oh really? A giant pack of orange Tic Tacs? Well, I did want to eat forty-five small candies right. in about ten seconds. <laughs> I think so. for a while they were in the same category as the like little rolls of Smarties, in that that is a single serving. You fit, you like rip off the top of that little plastic box and you just jam the and whole thing in your it. face. Yeah. And it's like the one person who's like, yeah, I'm just gonna have the like when it's like you yeah, had the one friend who always like when they took the pack like tapped out like one. It's like you. Are you what fucking you, kidding? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Who the hell are you? He Delicately like, lifts it up with two just, fingers with a pinky out. Yeah. Like, All right, fine. Like, hey, buddy, did you just eat an orange? Nah, dude. Tic Tacs. Mm. Told you. Had now, one. It was delicious. I think you're going to be... Uh, you will have a hard time forgetting the date that Khan is. Some will say you'd never forget. Oh, is it the date that Khan is? Because it's your birthday <laughs> yeah, weekend. Since, since it's you know, I can never ever forget that weekend. You know, that is one of the uh, not to make light of the tragedy that happened, but that is literally what I say to everyone when it's <laughs> like, "When's your birthday?" Nine eleven, and they're like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Never forget." <laughs> like instantly, and it's just like I don't. It was mine first because you I, have to. Yeah, you know, like I don't care. It's mine first. I mean, these are the same people who. And if I don't make the joke. The terrorists have already won, right? To make that old, to make that old joke over again. I mean, the same people who will say like, "Oh well, that guy's mother was going to die anyway, so that's no argument against healthcare reform." We'll call you insensitive for saying, you know, like making a never forget joke on 9/11. Like, we're not making fun of 9/11. We're making fun of the douchebags that turned it into like Fourth of July Junior. Yeah. Like, shut up and do what the Republican the president says and oppose the Democratic <laughs> president at any cost. The bumper sticker salesmen of the universe. Yeah. What I think though? I saw one that said it was a little one of the little magnetic ribbons and it said support the guys who make these cheap ass ribbons on it. <laughs> Excellent. That is awesome. I'll I'll never forget one of those on there. Cheap ass ribbons. Yeah, it's uh, September 9th through 11th is con. I will probably go out. Well, I'm going to be at Dragon Con. And then we'll probably head out Wednesday from Atlanta straight to Phoenix. Hotlanta. That shit is going to be rough. I'm not going to see my son for way too long. May have to trot back home for a little bit. 
But, um, yeah, so somebody was talking about Dragon Con, or uh, as we call it in the Midwest, Dragon Con. <laughs> and is the Choose Your Own Adventure thing something you all do for all cons, or just SDCC? Where is your table at Dragon Con usually? Uh, we don't do a table at Dragon Con. Um, just last year we showed up and hung out after people telling us that we should come and hang out and drink lots of drinks. We're like, that, that doesn't seem like something that would interest us at all, drinking lots of drinks and hanging out with people. But, uh, so we, Zach and, uh, and Kevin went last year, and uh, I'll be going this year, but we don't have a table. We will have a little thing in the grab bag, and I think we'll find, we're trying to find out if they have a freebie table or something that we can drop those on. You can always read all the pasts, choose your own adventures, though, at uh, something that I always have to Google for. Those. Um images.kingdomofloathing.com slash C-Y-O-A and those uh, we have them up to last year's? last year's um, this year's we'll be putting up as soon as we get home uh, Robotic Anxiety says so is there a way is there a way you guys could accept PayPal for your comics? I'd really like to get a signed one from y'all thanks um, I guess not with Kickstarter if Kickstarter doesn't take a payment we're kind of tied on that particular front, but that particular front, but <laughs> thank you, Diablo Cody. <laughs> but I'm sure that we can figure something out. Um, we're going to get shipped the bulk of the comics here to Minneapolis because that's where Doug and I both live. So we'll maybe we'll sign an extra couple dozen so that we can send them out. This is. Uh, I mean, I'm a happy man to see all of this going on. It's a little daunting to think of the amount of work that we've now made for ourselves. Because the... So we're going to be signing roughly 500 autographs as of now. Doug will be doing close to 100 sketches, like individual standalone sketches, plus just the random little ones in even, the comic. Even, even little, uh, little Ollie is on the hook for like a bunch of work. Ollie's got 12 <laughs> people. That... <laughs> I'm going to try and see if Doug will pledge some original art from issue two. Because he, he graciously gave us five pages of like his actual art boards from the comic to, to put as a $420 pledge. And they were gone like day two. So we may have to do some more of those. We'll talk to him. I, I haven't talked to Doug yet, actually. I put the thing up and sent him a link, and then sent him another link to go, like, shit, dude, are you looking at this for serious real? And uh, I haven't heard from him at all. Hopefully he's not... I mean, I hope he's, like, physically okay. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, bro, I just got both of my hands lopped off. Like, fuck no. <laughs> you get me a droid, you get him in a healing tank, you get him a robotic hand. I need him. Like, we don't have that shit. Just lift the ban on the stem cells, and I've seen South Park. It'll replicate a Shakey's Pizza. It'll fucking make new hands. Yeah, can you just smear some stem cells stem cells directly on his hand? Stem like, cell paste? Those aren't stem cells. Those are semen. Close enough. They're cells. <laughs> They'll fix it. They have little stems on the end. I've seen them under a microscope. 566. Yeah, when we hit 400%, I would like to post the cover of the comic as a, as an update. I'll have to talk to Doug about that. I would like to be able to post it and in, like, wallpaper res. 
will be the prize for 400%, but I haven't put that up yet. Oh man, we got some, like my, we're delving into like my area in the chat over there, talking about a fifth final destination and the fact that they keep making more saws. Right. I thought they, were, thought they were done with saws. They literally said that it was, uh, it was over. Well, I mean, the first, to respond to tech spawn, the first saw was good. The rest of that series was god awful. Just awful. Final Destination, the the first Final Destination, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Tex Bond. I thought yeah. the first Final Destination was really good. I mean, yeah, especially And the second one was fun. Yeah, I, I like the first Final Destination. First one was actually creepy and weird. The one where the dude gets, like, choked to death and the blood, like, bursts in his eyes when he's getting choked in the bathtub. Yeah. That was, that was pretty sweet. Or the, uh... Was the dude from Dawson's Creek, like the repressed gay guy from Dawson's Creek, when mm. he gets his head lopped off by like the piece of metal sitting by the train that gets hit by the train wheel and like pfft, yeah, just lops his head clean off. I remember digging all that stuff. It was funny watching the original ending of Final Destination though on the DVD, where they're like, no, 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 it's like a, this is a really thoughtful take on the the circle of life, and she's had a baby, and so. That's how you defeat death, is you make new life. Like, that makes a whole lot of sense. That does not work at all in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the movie you made. Like, ending it with the them in France thinking they're safe and then the giant thing coming at them. Perfect. Oh, it's a spoiler alert. You say I ruin everything for you. Well, it's mutual. I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and invoke the, if the movie's been out for almost ten years. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you get to complain about that Final Destination one. I just, mm. I can't do... It'd be different if it was like, hey, guess how Captain America ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Final Destination, man, that movie was in theaters before I could drive. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. No! I got, I got bitch slapped for spoiling Harry Potter 4 or 5. A couple of months after the movie had come out, which was a couple of years after the book had come out. This was somebody who was a diehard fan of the series and like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, thanks a lot. Like, what? It's not my fault you don't read stuff. Well, looks like there's a... There's one that we could... We were planning on, on touching on, like, a fun little tease about it. Uh, it's at Sir Pensha Studios. I think 1,000% funding should go towards a feature film. Yeah. Uh, 45,000, you know, that would be... A good start towards a feature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we did make the joke that, you know, after the comic book run, if there's enough interest in it, we might discuss doing a short film. Right. You know, maybe do a little, a one-off little short film about a specific character or a popular part. Something that I personally would be interested in doing. And again, Josh have talked about doing stuff repeatedly over the years with, you know, my film yeah. background and his writing background, which just as a natural marriage in addition to our, you know, civil union, and soon to be Someday. gay marriage in Someday. New York. Um, so yeah, if that's something that everyone's interested in, you know, just keep hollering at them and we'll see what we can do later on. I'm going to go ahead and say if it gets to 45000 I will get somebody to design a plush of the character that you haven't met yet that is most ripe for being made a plush, we will get the thing made and I will give it to every single person who gave me more than a hundred dollars. That, uh, we'll, we'll make a plush and we'll get it in your hands and then we'll sell it to everybody else, but if you gave us at least a hundred bucks, which there are quite a few of you, we'll make sure that gets in your hands. So, uh, unofficially, but, you know, we'll, we'll put it in there later. 
I shouldn't make rash declarations like that because I was like, someday we might fund the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So I don't know. There's all sorts of fun things that yeah. could go down. It's nice to see that, you know, feature is what everyone's thinking. Now the question is, is like animated feature or live action? Because a live action feature is something that would speak to me, mostly. That would be really hard with some of the events that take place. I could see doing a, a really great you know, think, thinking of Bram Stoker's Dracula, where all the effects are practical. You know, just like spring-loaded pasta noodles in a, a ball in your palm that you just kind of at the camera. Well, it'd be kind of yeah. it'd be kind of cool to do like a as you know, as me and you have had our discussions over the fun part of for those of you who don't have visual effects artists as friends, the fun part of uh, watching movies with with my people, and yeah. I they are my people is that we like to point out where handoffs are in the real, like where a practical effect stops being practical and a visual effect starts. Right. Because a lot, do we, do we get another baseball player one? He was joking. <laughs> he was joking, we let him live. I mean, we should, I think we should probably just run with it from here on out. Anytime someone says the baseball player, just have everyone in chat be like, yeah, dude, the guy from like the Reds and then the White Sox, that fucking guy, he knows, he's a big nerd. Turns out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's one of those where it'd be cool to do like a marriage of of VFX and and practical stuff. I would love to, because I have a couple of really incredible CG artists like Jim Van and Bogart who works for uh, Pixelogic, the guys who make ZBrush, mm. who would love to make a Sabretooth Lime and CG and we could get some really great animators and we could do mm. a, we're, you know, you know, at the very lowest level, we could do like a fight scene between like a, you know, a turtle tamer and a Sabretooth Lime or something and give like a little five minute fun thing. Not promising anything, but something that if, you know, there's enough interest in, right. you know, we could possibly make that happen for you. It looks like we have a guy who's, I think, just lives in the same town as Dark Horse people and uh, some other place to some other company that, that's going to talk to them and just go, look what these guys got in four days. Maybe it would be a good idea for you to talk to him. Um, we also have had a couple of people now who own uh, little comic book stores who would like to get some copies, and yeah, we'll yeah. If you know anybody who owns a comic store or you have a good relationship with your comic dealer, who always gives you the first one free, um, let them know that like we will give b copies of the book at cost or lower since we're way way funded, and they can keep the money that they get the. For issue number one, just getting it in front of as many eyeballs as possible is the thing. If you know anybody kind of famous, too, who would be like, you know, Kanye, like, yo, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm just reading this KOL comic. It's totally tight, and we'll link to it. If you hang out with Lady Gaga, you know. Let her know that the comic was born this way. Right. And she would be all over it then. Uh, just, just so you know that the uh, this copy of the comic I'm giving to you is as free as your hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about a game where the currency is meat, something that you yes, like to clothe yourself you in. You can actually make a dress out of meat. <clears throat> I don't know, when I launched it, I, I did a bunch of t tweets at people that are have been at least kind of tenuously contacted by us over the years, and didn't get any traction on those, but it was worth doing. Now, they might be giants. They're, uh, they had enough notices from fans that this game had so many references in them that they put us in an issue of their newsletter. Nice. 
So I was like, hey, remember us? And they're like, no, we don't do that newsletter. But <laughs> you know, you know what would be cool is, you know, if we got enough nerd dumb out there with like all the nerd power that's behind the Kickstarter for like the motion comic, if we got, you know, them to shake the, the foundations of like Will Wheaton. And yeah. Wheaton's been, uh, Zach's met him a couple of times. He came by the Phoenix Comic Con booth for a little bit. Uh, fucking Jonan Vasquez has an account and has played in the last six months. Yeah, that's, that's that was a thing. Cool. Well, that's just fucking cool that you got to kick it with, with Vasquez. That was, you know, super rad. Now, I gotta thank, um, Front a lot for that. He, he brought Jess and I to just like a little house party that was all the Topedico people. So, like, you know, the dude who does Waigu and mm-hmm. John Rosenberg who did Goats and Scenes from the Multiverse. And there's a guy named Chris Yates who just does these amazing jigsaw puzzles out of wood that he like carves and hand paints and these beautiful things that are always at the Umbrella booth. And <laughs> the lady who did the painting for. The cover of Front's new album, but so we ended up uh, talking to Rosenberg for a while about having a kid because he has three, and the rest of the party was kind of like skinny hipsters in their early twenties, so he didn't have a whole lot of so a lot in of, common lot, with these dudes. A lot of legs and not a lot of jeans. Yeah, <laughs> the the ratio was pretty pretty solidly one to one. But uh, oh yeah, Paul and Storm, we should talk about. <clears throat> And, uh, but, uh, so we talked to him for a while. That dude is amazingly cool. And just John and Vasquez walked in. She's like, oh, right on, dude. Like, came in from smoking, and the wife was just talking to him about whatever. And had that got to go beyond that, like, oh, dude, I really enjoy your work. Oh, well, thank you. It was more like, so how, what is this business like? And listening to him say, like, he, after Invader Zim, he spent a long time pitching projects to studios. And just went, God, this is going to be my life, is pitching projects. I hate this shit. <laughs> so he just yeah. kind of backed down off it. And he would like to do some animation, maybe some film. And was like, but, you know, raising the funds for that is tricky. <laughs> I was like, dude, ki- Kickstarter. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I want to do like a... Everybody keeps pitching these live-action Johnny the Homicidal Maniac things that just don't work because they want to make it this really simple revenge story about this bullied kid. And he's like, I want to do a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac animated film, and, you know, who's going to fund that? And I was like, fucking everybody, dude. I think I left him a a message as we left. I wrote on a a note (laughs) card for him, Jonan Vasquez, do Kickstarter now. Because I was like, dude, do you know who the fuck I am? He's like, no. (laughs) Of course, I just raised, you know, we're going to probably raise 20 grand off of this. And, you know, you have 20 times the fans. So, yeah, I mean, I was even, like, with the Kickstarter stuff, it's just incredible all the things you can do. Like, there's a short film series that I want to do in, like, 2012 called Love.is about a pair of of lovers who are kind of Iron Man armored up. Uh, government operatives and this is kind of like their love Ooh. story while being those guys and just hmm. kind of going around that that whole angle and not to give anything away but there's a lot of really fun cool things that could be done mm-hmm. if you know nobody here knows my writing style but right. I mean you you know how how I oh, like yeah. to, to do things but yeah that's something I was looking into doing a Kickstarter for just because that is incredible but uh to go there was like Serpentia had said that they saw effects on uh Outlander before they were done. Uh, some of the best times ever is watching the stuff that you get to see without anything in there. I've I watched probably 
50 to 70 minutes of Transformers without robots in there, with their mm. robot placeholders when people are interacting with them. And it is just absolutely hilarious, you know, having, you know, made a bunch of that, that shit. Um, you know, for everyone who's just joining later on, uh, Cave Cow said that we should look at Foamy the Squirrel. We're going to do it more like um, the way, like, Iron Man Extremis and kind of the Ultimate X-Men motion comics are done. And less kind of like a kind of wavy animated style. I've seen, I think the only motion comic I've seen is the Watchmen one. And we, we can improve on that model by having more than one person doing the voices, I feel. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> I think I would have to jump in for Joe, or possibly the AD Demon, if I can get, I gotta get rid of this voice. This voice is yeah. the the end result of like okay so you know I, I quit smoking like two years ago right and but when I get away from my child for like three or four days it's like dude let's roll the clock back ten years fuck yeah I'm buying a pack of cigarettes oh that pack's gone well, let's buy another pack of cigarettes <laughs> yeah like woke up this morning in a cold sweat it's like wait I don't smoke oh yeah shit this is gonna be a long day but you get the one long day you know yeah. we, had, we had four great days before that but you know once I get out of that that smoker's voice yeah I don't know I wanna do you know as we had already discussed I'll probably do like LOL cast just drop my drop my voice even deeper than normal yeah you know I'm just gonna give that a little bit a little bit lower kind of quality to I don't it. know who sounds evil enough to be an as <clears throat> that's, that's a like... you know it could be any there's a lot of stuff we can do digitally with their uh with the voice and then change things. You almost have to get like a menacing whisper and overdub it like ten times with a little bit of echo. Yeah, just give it a little, you know, get a little bit of funk on the end there. You will burn forever. That kind of thing. Gotta get some. Maybe we can find somebody British. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh, I know the guy. Uh, his his KOL name is the Kitchwing of Agmar, and he's this guy who was a punk singer. He's like in his forties. And has been just like singing punk rock for years and years and years, and has that like Henry Rollins, but Henry Rollins smoking a pack a day rasp. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where British people just sound better as villains. Yeah. They're just more believable with their proper speak. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know when I when I end up voicing something, I'll try and ditch my Minnesotan in there. Yeah. You know, even though I don't really have one, I can I can channel the inner Minnesotan through there. Yeah, I don't know how far Transformers would have got. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to destroy you, Optimus. You know, that's that's just the way it's going down, Optimus. Um, oh, Optimus. Optimus, you don't know. <laughs> that's how Megatron sounds. Like, nobody would be afraid of that. <laughs> like, you know, you're just going to have to hand over that leadership matrix, you know? Uh, <laughs> but for everyone who did see Transformers, whether you, you know, shit all over it or not, no judgment. Soundwave was kind of the guy that I was anchored to the whole movie, which is awesome because that's my favorite, yeah. personal favorite Transformer. So when they like handed me all of his stuff to do, I was just like, "This is gonna be fucking awesome." Of course, I didn't get to actually see what he looked like because he was the very last Transformer who was done. Oh, <laughs> he was the very last robot they made. <laughs> Did you have anything to do with the giant tentacle of doom? I uh, I worked on two shots with what was codenamed the Colossus. And that was, uh, that was about it. Uh, otherwise, ILM was really, really intent on holding on to that one and doing all the shots themselves. Uh, I did work on it. I worked on one shot with every single one of the robots in the mm -hmm. movie, but mostly uh, Soundwave. Did a lot with Bumblebee, but mostly Soundwave stuff. 
I also like how Transformers 3 spoiled the entire movie at the very beginning with the episode of Star Trek that they're showing. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this the one where Spock goes crazy and kills everyone? <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, that was either brilliant or terrible. I guess that one I hit on as brilliant. Having Nimoy's character actually say the needs of the many the outweigh the needs of the few. Like, oh, that's, fuck you, that, man. Come and the, on. And that's where you and I were torn where I was like, that's so dope. You're like, that was fucking so stupid. <laughs> but you know what? I don't know if it was stupid. It was just the, like, I think bad enough you make him a villain, but that, I, that really emotional moment from the uh, end of that movie. Uh, all I know is that it's not a it's not a movie at all unless you and I disagree ardently about one thing. At least. It. Like even if or we, everything, even if we're completely in agreement all the way up until that one thing, you and I, every time we get together, <laughs> we'll find a way to argue about the thing, the small things we disagree about, as are many, many times discussing the Dark Knight, mm. which actually has grown on me a little bit more. Mm. I've actually watched a couple, couple more times. Now here comes like the fucking just absolute destructive yeah. hate. Wait a minute, that motherfucker didn't like the Dark Knight. It's like no, I, I liked it. I just relax. <laughs> Put the gun down, Johnny. <laughs> now there's an idea. It's probably a bad idea. Uh, Grayson says, I'd love to voice parts of the motion comic. I'm happy to link you to my demos or record an audition for you. You know, uh, Gaiman did that, and he had yeah. auditions for, for people. A, a buddy of mine made it to the uh, the third round of the American Gods. Damn. Yeah, he's actually he's actually in the feature film of mine that I directed about four years ago. That's <laughs> still in post. Uh, you can see it on my page. It's the movie Burial Grounds. Oh, wow. a little B-horror movie that'll come some point in... The future. It's actually, a, it's about bees. It's a weird thing. <laughs> bee real ground. <laughs> Check out my bee movie. It's all requ- <laughs> it's all requisitioned footage from the bee movie. And just color tinted it's, to make it's it their look- bee real. <laughs> just with a bunch of blood added in for fun. I'm trying to think. There are only like. So I get confused because I've. I just finished issue four and started on issue five. I get confused how many characters we have. In the first one, because there's, I mean, there are a couple of bit parts. So you know, that could be a fun little yeah. addendum reward too. Mm. Somebody who donates that, hey, you can voice or name okay. someone to voice. We got two main villains. We've got two heroes, and Susie, the arena mistress, is in there. She's kind of a big deal. Um, and that, that's about it. Oh, and uh, and the ADD men mm-hmm. who shall remain nameless for now because his name for me is one of the finer jokes in the first one. But yeah, we don't. Yeah, there's so much stuff <laughs> that I'm looking at this like, oh, that's where it ends. We yeah. don't get to that. Oh shit, dog! Well, Wait you know, till you see episode two. It's one of those ones where you know, um, you know, with the motion comic for one, like we said, that you know, if the funding continues the way it is, I'll you know, I'll pledge to do the second one. If that's something that everyone's interested in, if the first motion comic comes out and everyone just hates it, maybe yeah. it's something we don't want to do. But, uh, you know, if the second one comes out, then we'll, uh, and that's something somebody wants, or somebody, just one person. <laughs> Please. <laughs> hey, do you want this? Uh, <laughs> it's this thing I found. If somebody wants a, if there's enough people who want the second motion comic, you know, we're that close that it's, you know, there's, you know, I've been wanting to do something for Kingdom for a long time because I, again, really like the community and mm-hmm. we're such good buds that, uh... You're one of the you know. few people I know that didn't, that hasn't actually played 
but following your Twitter feed, I'm amazed you do anything. I'm amazed that you eat. <laughs> like, yeah, so I just got out of a meeting, gonna get another meeting, gonna direct two videos today by the end of the day, and uh, gonna stare at some strippers' boobies, but in the context <laughs> of making a video. I, uh, I have an account, I just, you know, I haven't got to play very much. I'm also pretty awful at it, like, I constantly just go fight the, like, the the classy rat guy in the basement like that's like that's that's the only level where like that's where I'm at and that's where I will probably forever stay just beating his ass because I try and move to like a higher level content and get my ass kicked and I'm like no no fuck this I'm going back to whoop on classy rat guy's ass that's who I'm beating up which is apparently probably not how the game's supposed to go but you know like all good bullies <laughs> you pick on the one person you can constantly defeat you get the guy that's that's the easy kill Rock on, yeah. Kickstarter sitting at sixteen five right now. Eighteen hundred would be four hundred percent at that level. We will definitely, if I can get a hold of Doug, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yes, we'll post the cover. And uh, I don't know. We did a thing where I just retroactively added to the sixty nine dollar pledge that you get a copy of issue two for free. And I'm trying to think of other things that we could add to some of the lower pledge levels that can be unlockables. The, uh... So my idea that I gave to my wife and, and got shot down in a kind of a sad way was I could include, like, a digital copy of the script for people who pledge at $11. Like, that's a, that's kind of a neat thing, right? I would love... I love reading comic scripts. It's just like, no, that's not exciting at all. <laughs> it's like, it's like real, real people don't like that. That's, that's for shit... That's shit for people like us, man. <laughs> you know? Because, like, the reason that I was able to write the script was because Gaiman put his scripts in the back of Sandman. Yeah. And it turns out that my... The artist really likes that writing style where it's just, like, here's the page layout, here's the panel count, here's what's in every single panel, it's a description of the action, and... And, I like, the script is an interesting artifact because it's written... Even in those things that only he is going to see, there's... I can't resist, like, making jokes and foreshadowing yeah. and stuff. I don't know. I think it's an interesting document. It may not be enough to coerce people to pledge stuff, but I don't know. Who wants to look at the script? <clears throat> well, because the script is a different thing, I club you. She said, you already have the comic. Why would you want the script? Like... I don't know, you've already watched the movie, why do you I want don't know, the script? Like, it's one of, yeah, it's one of those where, there's a lot of stuff that's like, when it's scripted, you know, you, you'll read it and it creates a different set of imagery in your mind than if you saw the comic, or, uh, for me, there's a lot of stuff, like in the film film world, like when I read, when I read Transformers 3, like it, it looked and played totally different than when I saw it, so I don't know. So maybe it's, you know. Yeah, it's definitely, no, I don't fault you at all, clubs for for saying that because there are definitely a lot of people who were just like yeah that's okay i don't need to see that but yeah for people who are interested in the process because apparently there are there are many many different ways to write a comic script you get like apparently back in the day stan lee just would hand a bunch of plot points to kirby it's <laughs> like here his script would be like a page spider-man fights doc ock spider-man's all sad he's like Pfft. And Kirby's like, okay, I'll do all this. You'll be taking all the credit again. Stanley's like, Excelsior. <laughs> I, I really hope that there's some, like, you leave a note for, for Doug and it does exactly what I just said. Spider-Man's sad and he's all like, 
<laughs> now make that make that pictures. Go yeah. dancing drawing monkey boy. Make, go <laughs> make it with pictures. You make it do what I want. And you can get like on this page. These things need to happen. You figure out how to lay it out. And it's weird that me being someone who's never written a comic script before was just like I can so clearly see how this is supposed, how I want this to be paced, and the panels yeah. that and the shapes of them. Yeah, I have one sitting in front of me that's actually from issue two that I diagrammed it because I got confused what it was supposed to look like. I like the one that has a dash where it just has words. Words. <laughs> words go here. Which is, you know, that's the fun, like, for me, that's the fun part of motion comics. Yeah. It's going to be, like, there are no, like, thought, like, speech bubbles. So no we'll balloons, that, yeah. that fun, like, whole just art back there. And he's going to, yeah, all that shit will be added in layers, so we can yeah. strip that out. Doug's going to be mad at me for this page, though. Because there was one that was ten panels, and he was like, yeah, so I finished this page with its ten panels. You realize that's ten tiny drawings that I have to make. <laughs> this one has twelve. <laughs> Just here's the one with 55 small drawings on it. Just for him, uh, in issue five, I'll have to have a sing an entire page that's in the dark. <laughs> Just like, just add the word bubbles to the panels. Yeah. You've written a comic script? I want to see it. I club you. I club you's awesome, by the way. She. Well, if, uh, I, if I go to if I go to con and they're there, maybe we can have a chat. Yeah. Don't play with me, man. That would be totally awesome. Hey, I'm not, like, you know me. I don't play. <laughs> That's true. Except for I play all the time. Um, speaking of playing things, to get quickly get this in there, because I don't want Penny Arcade to be the only ones to note how fucking sweet a game is. Uh -huh. um, because they seem to, you know, Tycho or whichever one it is, seems to, like, go ahead and get super amped up. But uh, the game Bastion on the Xbox... That did look it's really cool. Fucking awesome! If you're a game, if you know, if you play games outside of KOL, uh, and you have a console for playing those games, Bastion is the shit. You know, it's a really beautiful hand-drawn 2D RPG with an interactive narrator who just has like a voice like butter. <laughs> so it's it's really, it's really a good game. So you know, that's something I would recommend for you. Uh, also, to go back to Mortal Kombat, if you guys want to play and fight online, you can find me online playing as A Dunners. That's that's one of those. I would love to fight every single one of you on, on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I would love to fight every single one of you. In addition... Yeah, in addition, we could fight on Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I kind of want you to bring that back over. Oh, I mean, well, the thing, though, is, like, once Freddy's introduced, though, you'd have to buy the, the DLC. I mean, he'd be five bucks, but he'd probably I, be worth it. I should really just take my shit ton of GameStop credit and buy Mortal Kombat. And then we could fight. Yeah, because I, I, I think I'm just going to wait for Portal 2... Until it's a little bit cheaper. Which, my cousin actually just bought Portal 2, and it was still 60 bucks. <laughs> like, it's a good game, though. If you like yeah. Portal 1, you'll love Portal 2. And having uh, um, J. Jonah Jameson as the voice of one of the characters is just yeah. totally rad. Uh, yeah, there's... Man, there's so many good games. Also, uh, L.A. Noir, if you... You know, Rockstar, mm -hmm. always making good games. I spent most of my... I didn't really get to play any games for the last year, just because, as I said, like a billion times, you're like a name-dropping asshole at this point. I was working on Transformers 3, so everything passed me by. So I spent like the last like three months picking up on uh, Red Dead 
the new Red Dead. Yeah. And I love that. And I was like, so I've had L.A. Noir sitting on my desk wanting to play that, and that's just the shit, too. So those are both good games that I'd recommend people to play. That is one of the things that Jonan Vasquez was telling me, is don't drop names. It's just tacky. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, well, then I just feel like a total boner. Like, at the end, you're like, then I get this. It yeah, means. it was like when... When Christopher Moore came by our booth and we were chatting, he was like, dude, don't drop names. It's just fucking tacky. It's like, you know, I was hanging out with Neil Gaiman yesterday and he said the same fucking thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that bit me in the ass actually here because I have, we've got friends who would babysit Gaiman's kids when they were little. Yeah. And friends who are like friends with his kids and hung out with them in high school. And so when I was like, yeah, I met Gaiman at... at his last angel tour and it was just this amazing experience and what why are you looking at me like that it's like you know that twitter picture he posted of his daughter having a food fight a couple weeks ago that's i'm in that picture <laughs> oh could you maybe no i can't hand him your script <laughs> i feel like gaming though like he just feels like it's such, like from the twitter thing i just feel like he's like the nicest guy ever and i feel like he's just sitting in a room reading everything that everyone ever right. sends him trying to like get through every possible piece of correspondence he's ever received not now though these days he just has sex with amanda palmer <laughs> yeah or, or talks about how he hasn't and, and had then he, sex with amanda palmer in a while and then he talks shit about kevin smith and kevin smith is like well i've had sex with you which is you know classic kevin smith was there a feud i didn't know there was a feud well, it was, um, I thought it was like a like a made up feud. I thought they were like that's kind of like a like a, a manufactured beef. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a you know like one of those kind of things that happen in rap music nowadays. I know Kevin Smith and Alex Ross got into a tiff. Because Alex Ross was pissed off in Mallrats that Kevin Smith gave Stan Lee the sole credit for making the Hulk and Fantastic Four and X Men and. You know, Alex Ross being a painter and artist was like, what about Jack Kirby, you asshole? And Kevin Smith was, what about my asshole, you fucking painter? Like, well, that, that was a civil discourse, thanks. Yeah. You guys just need to fuck already. Just looking at comments on this thing. That This has just been fun, just the social aspect of this, being able to post updates and hear comments and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually, like, lurked on there. Like, the funny part was when I saw the um, the day that we made the bet, um, somebody had put in the, we should do an animated version with the people from <laughs> Ill Will who make Foamy the Squirrel. I'm like, these guys, once I win this bet, are going to not get who they want. <laughs> but uh, get they ho need. hopefully they, you know, they looked at what I do and hopefully they think I'm worthy of, uh, of taking care of, of the kingdom, so to speak, in motion comic version. Anybody else talking to us on any kind of things? Anybody? Anybody? Buddy? Buddy? Yeah, we can't call anybody buddy anymore, yep. apparently. Yeah, it's not, not cool, no. <laughs> Southwest says, Hey guys, did you know the wiki has typos and bugs easily categorized? Uh, this link is for typos, this link is for bugs. Here's the thing. I look at the typo queue and I go through it, and anything that I can fix, I fix. Any text that I can't get at goes into the bottom of C.D. Moyer's queue, and his queue is really, really, really long. And, like, like the last thing on his mind at any moment is fixing typos. But uh, occasionally it, it happens. Like, we just fixed one from last October. That happened every time you used October's item of the month. 
it's fine. And yeah, so that that's why. It's not that we don't care about them anymore, but yeah. Uh, Josh the Saucerer Man says, can teetotalers get bar food from Bart Ender? Uh, no. When you when you choose to to not to go onto a teetotaler path, you choose to have some points at which you get kind of screwed over compared to people who can drink booze. So yeah, uh, we talked about the comic five PayPal. You'll get it. Like Zach was concerned, and I was less concerned that people would think this is the only way to get their hands on the first issue of the comic is to pledge. And, he, and he, I hope to God no. Yeah, Adam Dunn, the baseball player. That's what I'm talking to. Thank you. We should have Doug on the show eventually. But, uh, yeah, so... Once the thing is funded and printed, we'll ship it to everybody who already has pledged, and then we're going to send it to comic shops in Arizona, comic shops in Minneapolis. Um, if we have any other ones, they'll go... Uh, they'll, and they'll go into the store. And if we... If it looks like we're going to need more, the beautiful thing about the economy of this stuff is that we can get more printed super, super cheap. So if that is the big thing, actually. If you want to make sure that everybody gets one, if you know in advance, if we know in advance how many of these we're going to need, we get to get them super cheap. Like, the 2,000 comics costs about 2,400 bucks. 2500 of the comics costs $200 more, like 250 bucks more to get 250 and 3000 of them is actually $30 less than 2500 of them is. Well, it makes sense, like guess. Of course, why wouldn't it be? And you know, like if we somehow had 10,000, if we knew we needed 10,000 of them, we can get them for like less than 50 cents a piece. So yeah. Being able to know that, well, we need to order 3,000 instead of ordering 2,000 and another 1,000 is a huge deal. So, pledge, if you can. And the more you pledge, the more motion comic issues come, too. If you, you know, want that in addition to it. Right. And the more you know. They never say, like, it's just the it's more just you know. the more you know. The more you but, know, why? See, the thing, though, is the more you know, up until 50%, because knowing is half the battle. Yeah, after that, you need another half Somebody should make us a, a sweet fucking infographic of, like... Because it's, like, the more you know, and then, like, the tiered benefits of, like, the more you know. Right. Because once, once you get to 50, obviously, you've known half the battle. What is the other half of the battle? Is it just, like... I think actually kicking ass is the other half of the battle. I which, thought it was just shooting people with laser guns that don't ever actually hurt anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. If you're firing the, the red lasers from Cobra... You're not doing shit, but if you're firing the blue lasers from G.I. Joe, you're definitely dominating those little robot drones. Did any human beings die in G.I. Joe? I know that Cobra Commander became a living snake man. Hmm. <laughs> That'll happen. And uh, if they, you know, they're making another G.I. Joe, I would love to see, like, a full-on replica of Serpentor in his, like, snake, co like, King Cobra onesie that he wears and flies around. <laughs> like Jonah Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> Just flying around. In a fucking giant snake skin onesie. Who wouldn't go see that? I bet everyone here would go see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a giant snake skin onesie. My childhood was so influenced by the, like, sky chariot that he had. Just a little, like, kind of thing that he stood on and had a little handlebars and that looked like a snake head and then just kind of somehow hovered. 
Thank God, all I wanted when I was a kid was that. I mean, he like was the precursor to Xenoc. It was like Cobra, la 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 la. Like flew around like a crazy man on the battlefield. Serpentry Studios, we've been mentioning you all night. Yeah, iClubby was asking if that is Doug on the show with Scully. No, he's at. Who knows what he's doing? I hope he's sitting somewhere going, "I'm about to do a lot of work." And uh, get paid a decent amount of money. No, I'm the I'm the the film guy who's gonna make the motion comic. I'm not I'm not the guy creating the original artwork. I'm just gonna be the dude who makes it into a moving picture. You make it sing and dance. Exactly. We should add a song and dance number. That's That'd what we cool. should do. It was not like a floating segue, says Minty Giant. It, it, it was a uh, sky chariot, man. I mean, he could stand on it completely. Yeah. You know, and like actually move around. He had like a bucket full of fucking uh, like. Snake missiles. Yep, <laughs> it flew. That that was the important thing. That I'd, I had have notebooks where I gonna, drew my own design for mine. I'm just gonna go ahead and go out here, like, you know, on a limb. Snake missiles, flat out best weapon of all time for an '80s cartoon villain. Like Mumra had like bad teeth <laughs> and lightning, and right. fucking like Megatron turned into a pistol. Right, <laughs> like. That Maybe was he, interesting. Like, he turned into a gun. He turned into a pistol Guns don't that the guy people. he hated more than anything fired. <laughs> like, whereas Serpentor literally kicked ass with missiles all day long like a straight-up gangster. Like, he just literally said Cobra La and literally fucking hucked a missile. And he, like, he dominated Duke, like, in the movie. Yeah. I was a small child tearing up when I was like, wow, Duke's gonna die. Spoiler alert for those yeah. who haven't seen the 30-year-old Transformer movie or G.I. Joe film. Hey, guess what? We filled our entire time. Well, there you go. We're done. We're going to finish our drinks, and we're going to head out. Um, So we'll see you next week. Um, Should have Jick in in the thing for next week. If not, we'll pull in some of the Minneapolis crew. So maybe I'll be uh, back next week. Maybe we'll see you next week. So we'll go out on I'll form the head. uh, Frontalot.com, you can get his new album, and I suggest strongly that you do. Good night, everybody.